0: The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language.
1: At long last, welcome back to the Other Wrestling Show. Uh, we might be consistent one day in the future. Um, <laughs> not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. Mike, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing good, buddy. It's been a wild few months with me moving, then you moving. Uh, but I can already tell the improvement in internet connection from you. Your video is clear. Your audio is clear. I think this is a new era where we don't have to spend so many minutes of the show being like, oh, oh, I think he's frozen. So <laughs> voila.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> I can finally say that I, I don't have spectrum internet anymore. And uh, it feels great. It feels oh, amazing to not have spectrum. Like. <laughs>
0: i should have had like a a round of applause drop to do for for you (laughs) when you said that because yeah i I remember when i moved off of xfinity comcast up here it was just it was like it was like no joke it was like legit life-changing like playing games with my friends online Mm -hmm. was a lot smoother doing this was a lot smoother like
1: yeah what i was paying for before i was supposed to get 100 megs up and down and i was getting like 30 megs down and maybe 10 megs up yeah and now i'm paying less to get 400 up and down and i'm actually getting 400 Mm -hmm. up and down it's it's wild it's so great it just works
0: (laughs) congratulations buddy why don't we move into our our stock up stock down i mean the, the biggest stock up is your internet that goes without saying but There's other issues we can talk about in here.
1: Yes, stock down to spectrum. Stock up, (laughs) stock
0: down. (laughs) Joel, the first thing I want to talk about last night, and this was kind of unexpected, um, was the tag team title main event three way match. And my girlfriend was watching wrestling with me last night, and she's like, she's trying to understand the concept of like predetermined but still an athletic um, thing, and she was asking about this match. Yeah, yeah. She was asking about this match. I'm like, oh, well, you know, the Bucks just won the belt, so they're probably going to win. So the results here don't matter. It's about the in-ring stuff. But I was pleasantly surprised through my hands in the air when Swerve and our glory walked away with the AEW Tag Team Champion, Championship. Joel, what are your th- thoughts on them winning and this match in general?
1: I think this potentially signals a move into an era where the tag team titles get passed around a lot more. Um, And like, I'm really excited that Swerve and Keith Lee have the belts. Um, They're tremendous talents. And, you know, uh, I I do feel a little bit bad for, for Ricky and powerhouse Hobbs that they kind of gotten leapfrogged in the tag team situation. Once again, Um,
0: Team (laughs) everybody, everybody,
1: everybody can't be champion, you know, everybody can't be champion. Uh, But, you know, I think there's still drama between these two. I think that there's still, you know, the possibility that this breaks down and we get the kind of dysfunctional tag team that's tremendously talented, but don't get along. And Mm -hmm. and that's such a fun trope in wrestling. It might be
0: my favorite trope in pro wrestling. I love the tag partners. who don't necessarily like each other thing yeah when it's, it's, done it's right, really it's, great and great. and so if
1: we if we kind of veer into that territory a little bit maybe put a fresh spin on it i'm down for that and i think it'll be a lot of fun and um
0: and you know leaning I, into I, the kobe and Shaq thing because their their celebration confetti was purple and gold yeah <laughs> maybe that's why maybe that's why uh scorpio sky had to lose the title because we can only have one active la lakers analogy going on at a time like we can't have more I, than you one. know
1: Maybe, maybe so. Um, and and but, in the
0: situation, Swerve is the Kobe, right? I and think 100%? so, yeah. I mean... Okay. Then I can't wait for Keith Lee to bust out some, like, dis raps like Shaq did a few times.
1: I don't think anybody <laughs> wants that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this match was really fun, and I, I think this was an example of just how good tag team wrestling in AEW can be. Uh, This was three championship level tag teams firing on all cylinders. Great false finishes. um, A lot of really cool creative offense. And everybody got their shit in. I mean, I I don't think there was a single person in this match who didn't have a huge moment where they looked like a million bucks. And it... it it says something where you can have a three-way match with six people involved and everybody gets some shine in mm-hmm. a 20 minute, you know, spot fest essentially, but it also didn't feel like a spot fest. You know, it didn't feel like nobody's selling anything. It didn't feel because, you know, they had segments where one or more people were, you know, neutralized and out of the action for a little while um, enough that you could forget about them. And then they come in and make the save or, you know, get involved in the match again. So I really thought this was a masterpiece really well put together and Mm. exactly what I want um, from tag team wrestling. My favorite thing in this match was powerhouse Hobbs spine busting.
0: everybody. And then on top of Keith Lee. Yeah. (laughs) A few things that I really liked from this match. I liked when uh, the bucks and Ricky Starks hit the the triple um, super kick. And then they like, (laughs) <laughs> Starks starts like let's pose together <laughs> mm-hmm. and then he gets just obliterated with super kicks to the side of the head um i thought this was a really good example of you know how a ref bump can help the match mm-hmm. uh the ref get, getting taken out and then them kind of passing around the belt trying to hit someone with it until mm-hmm. someone finally does um i thought that was a really good use of the the belt as a prop um and also i loved uh I love Keith Lee just hitting the Bucks with their shoes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh hey, okay. Boom, boom. Um, just just great stuff here. The six, oh god, these six competitors, they're they're all incredible. Um, I thought it was interesting, you know, the Bucks, they only won the titles a few weeks ago, right? Before um, like the week before uh Forbidden Door, yeah. So it's a really short title reign. I feel like Mm -hmm. with ftr having all these belts that you can kind of make ftr like someone you can chase outside of the AEW title scene so like if you wanted to move the bucks into a feud with ftr leading into all out with the njpw titles the triple a titles the ring of honor titles on the line uh you can do that while giving you know a really you know a breath of fresh air in the tag division with keith lee and um swerve winning um and kind of Keep these two, you know, prominent teams and titles in in the picture here. So, um, especially with the Young Bucks' history with Ring of Honor, like that would make a really cool story if they're going back to get the Ring of Honor championships from FTR. So, um, but yeah, I I I like the results of this match because I was genuinely surprised because I think we've been texting over the last few weeks, me and my other buddies, that it felt inevitable that there would be a winner takes all match with FTR. With FTR getting the AEW championships from the Bucks and having all of the belts at the same time, so this was genuinely shocking. I liked when I'm like legit surprised with booking, and I I had no no belief that the belts were getting gonna change hands last night, and it, it was nice to feel surprised and also just like I threw my hands in the air, man. I was so happy um, for this. So yeah, great stuff all yeah, around.
1: Yeah, I-, I thought. I was getting, you know, worked in the middle of the match. Cause I was like, man, this really feels like they're pulling out all the stops and that this is going to be a big mm-hmm. major event. Um, and, and the way that the show had gone up to that point, it felt like we were culminating with something big. And so I was like, man, are we going to get a title change? And I was like, no, they're just working me into thinking there's going to mm-hmm. be a title change and then the Bucks are going to retain. And they're so good at it that it's like drawing me into this match more and getting me more engaged in what's going on. And then they pulled the trigger and it it was, it was a big surprise. And uh, the finish was great. Uh, I, I just love swerve so much and he had some absolutely incredible spots in this match uh his little handstand dive over the top rope that he does Mm -hmm. to the outside freaks me out every time (laughs) uh and yet he always ends up landing it and and looking great so uh really really fun
0: yeah so yeah swerving our glory new tag team champions joel why don't we move on to our our next topic and uh this if if I think the only way that this match would be more Joel would be if it was maybe Danhausen instead of Orange Cassidy but I feel like if I had to go into a laboratory and create the ultimate Joel match it would be Orange Cassidy versus Wardlow and what was <laughs> comedy match of the the year in AEW like this was so much fun
1: I mean it was comedy adjacent right because there were some comedy spots and there was some definitely some silliness at the beginning of the match uh, the the promos leading into the match fed into that with <laughs> we're you know cheat. Dan house and Esquire getting the best friends their managers licenses and then talking <laughs> about how wordlow is so big and strong we're gonna have to cheat a lot <laughs> and then their very first attempt at cheating <laughs> gets them banned from ringside and and they produced a
0: chainsaw <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just oh man just so funny so goofy and you're right because this then turned into a crazy competitive match between Wardlow and Orange Cassidy yeah. um this oh yeah it was it was really great But
1: yeah you know, I don't think the chainsaw is that outlandish because if you look at the way that Wardlow has been performing lately I mean, he might just beat up 20 guys on tv a few weeks ago and then last week he not only beat scorpio sky to become DD champion but he also had to deal with legit mma fighters and and fight them off so in in kayfabe you might need a chainsaw right now to beat wardlow you know it's 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 that level you know we're talking resident evil 4 cut his head off you are dead (laughs) um that's that's where we're at
0: Mm -hmm. i I also feel like this was a return to form of what i expect from the tnt champion yes Uh, and that's not anything negative with Scorpio sky. They just didn't book him as champion like this. Um, the showcase match of the week, basically. And I feel like we haven't really had this since probably the what Cody Rhodes, Sammy Guevara ladder match in like January, February.
1: Well, I think that all of the TNT championship matches have been really good. It's just that we got so accustomed to the belt being defended every week. Mm -hmm. um under the you know babyface champions um and then even some of the heel champions were like calling people out and being like i'm gonna kick your ass yeah like Um, miro (laughs) right like like miro uh brody lee when he had the Mm -hmm. belt was like that and I, i think that and we've talked about this on the pod before this belt lends itself to longer runs by a babyface champion Better than the heavyweight title does. The mm-hmm. heavyweight title is better on a heel, right? Because you want the baby face chasing the belt. Um uh, but this TNT championship, the way they've set it up and the way that they've booked it for long stretches, I want a face to hold that belt because I want to see them do these open challenges. I want to see mm-hmm. them, you yeah, know, put on no these story. great matches yeah. week in, week out. And it's also how you build some of these younger talents and get them over is by putting on these great matches week after week after week. And then we get used to seeing them in these big spots. Darby Allen felt like a bigger deal coming out of his TNT title Mm -hmm. run because he got to have so many tremendous matches in high profile spots week in and week out. So I think, you know, there's a lesson to be learned there.
0: Yeah. And Darby hasn't sniffed a title since then. It hasn't really impacted his placing, his standing on the card. Um, you know, I also think this was maybe Wardlow's best singles match since... I'm trying to remember when, like, because we don't... The MGF match wasn't really a match that was quick and and, and painful. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, yeah, this was... It was it felt like a long match, too. Like, I felt like it was the first, like, 20 minutes of the show. Um, yeah, Wardlow just came off looking like a million bucks. And, you know, I worry about, like maybe his lack of character or something, you know, lack of whatever. But if you give me bangers like this every week and you build up and then you get like a nice big feud going into All out, uh, it's going to be great. So yeah, the first annual, oh, keep going. He's got to figure out
1: a way to get the same amount of charisma speaking as he conveys with his face, because some mm-hmm. of his facial expressions in this match with orange Cassidy were fantastic. And the way Mm -hmm. that he can just express that annoyance, irritation, surprise, like he took you through a lot of different emotions in this match in reacting to all the zany stuff that orange Cassidy was doing. And, you know, eventually it got him off balance. He ends up almost losing the match multiple times. Mm -hmm. And then finally in, in a sort of catch and slam instant win, which never feels like as significant. Like it's like a roll up, right? Where it's something that happens. Suddenly the opponent didn't have time to react. And now the Mm -hmm. match is over in three seconds. The way that commentary puts over that, you know, all you need is three seconds. It can be over in three seconds. That's what this match did. And I, I think that does a couple of things. One, it protects orange Cassidy because he doesn't lose anything by losing this match. No, not at all. And then it also adds to the, credibility of the the, this is a young up-and-coming star in Wardlow because although he made those mistakes those rookie mistakes he was able to overcome that and still retain his belt and win the match Mm -hmm. so I think it does a lot to help build his character to have matches like this um and then the fist bump at the end of the match because like you got to get the rub off of a fan favorite like Orange Cassidy you can always take a little bit of a hit when you beat someone that the fans love that much so I think they played this really well.
0: And also, too, how he, how they had Warlow react to some of the comedy spots like him ripping the pockets out of orange Cassidy's jeans was hilarious.
1: I so desperately wanted orange Cassidy to have another set of pockets in his pockets
0: (laughs) or him take off his pants to reveal another pair of pants.
1: Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) I wanted the extra layer. I I really did because we've seen the, the pants pockets get ripped out before. (laughs) And you know, that to me would be like, and I think Wardlow did it before, I think that would be like the equivalent of Orange Cassidy watching tape and scouting his opponent. Like, oh, (laughs) this guy's going to rip my pockets out. So I better have backup pockets ready. Like, that kind of thing would be so Mm -hmm. freaking funny.
0: I also liked, you know, Orange Cassidy putting his straps back on Wardlow for him. (laughs) And also, like, smart on Wardlow to find Danhausen under the ring. (laughs) Like, like I just everything in this match worked. It was really fun and like a good way to kick off the show. Like I was really happy with this and like, as I'm watching it and sitting there confused <laughs> as all hell. Cause once, like I said, still trying to figure out what wrestling is all about. And this was an interesting one for her to sit through and watch. She's going, she's coming with me to AEW in two weeks oh, in nice. Worcester. So we'll have to see, <laughs> see how that goes. Um, yeah joel anything else about this match before we move into uh a lightning round Uh,
1: just that like there's so many people on the roster who are out right now and not like insignificant names you know brian danielson cm punk big names kenny omega is still out kenny omega might never come back you know like that possibility exists at this point he's been out for a long time and you know, the, the reports are not great from the things that I read online. It's like training and trying to get his body back in shape has been really hard road. Um, but the point of that is all these huge high profile names are out. People who we think of as being foundational. Nobody knows what's going on with the MJF situation. And yet we just had maybe my favorite dynamite of the year.
0: Yeah. Like, it was a really good night. Top to bottom, top to bottom really good
1: episode. And bookended by these two spectacular matches that featured a lot of talent that's going to be around for a while um so that's great
0: yeah it kind of reminds me remember that wrestlemania uh, a while back you might actually might have still not been watching wrestlemania 32 in dallas um it's where like john cena was hurt randy orton was hurt they had so many people out yeah i
1: think i was watching then
0: Yeah, and like they had to kind of like was that
1: the was that the NXT takeover where um, Nakamura came over?
0: I believe so. Yeah, Nakamura came over. Yeah, I was watching that. Yeah, so it was just kind of like they had a lot of these injuries. They had to kind of, kind of, just kind of survive the the stretch where they were, you know, and like you know they had to bring back Shane McMahon, which you know that was still fun and exciting. But like I remember, like that's when AJ Styles came into WWE. And, like, basically, that six, seven months with everyone hurt, he became this huge, huge star. So, yes, it sucks that we have kind of these top stars missing time right now. But if you use this time the right way, where you can create new stars, create new, Mm -hmm. like Wardlow, Swerve, Keith Lee, all people who, you know, getting these championships are just, they're rocket ships right now. They're just, there's no limit on what pun intended on on Keith. He's limitless, but that really is the case. Like this is just a great time to push these guys, get them over. And when those big stars do come back, yeah, I would love to see Wardlow Danielson in a match, you know, that'd be great. And it doesn't feel like Wardlow, like Wardlow belongs in that conversation now where it doesn't feel like, oh, this is a weird matchup. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. But this was a great dynamite. I was, I wanted to mention that too, but yeah, let's move on to our lightning round. lightning round. It's kind of funny that this was Fighter Fest. Like they only really announced it was Fighter Fest last week. That kind of just stuck out to me. I'm like, "Oh yeah, remember when we thought these would be like their big events every summer, like Fighter Fest and Road Rager and blah 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 blah." So, but yeah, uh I want to talk about how awesome Christian Cage is. I feel like we do this every time we talk. If you have a dead dad, you're not safe from Christian Cage because <laughs> he went after uh the uh the varsity blondes and had some fun things to say to uh brian pillman jr another and's wondering you know and watching wrestling with me is like what happened to his dad i'm like oh babe we do not have time to talk about brian pillman right now (laughs) yeah yeah but i really really like this asshole christian cage and i loved him being like you know what i don't like you griff because you remind me of jungle boy. How many times have we called him taller jungle boy?
1: (laughs) I mean, the joke's been made so many times Uh, Uh, or that he's jungle man, you Mm -hmm. know,
0: take a pick. I'm really liking this like monster version of Luchasaurus with the Christian cage, you know, cutting promos for him. And it just, it's the easiest story you can tell. Like I know jungle boy was, was hurt, but they probably going to keep him off of TV for this stretch. Anyways because you just build up Christian cage, you build up Luchasaurus, and then you have two obstacles for jungle boy to go through when he comes back. And it's not just the matches. It's like Luchasaurus, why are you doing this? We've, we've been tag team partner. It's just, it's an easy Mm -hmm. story to tell and it's going to work. And I hope that we get jungle boy Christian at all out in September. Like that feels like a big pay-per-view match that should be on pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This match was really fun. Um, I like the fear reaction that Luchasaurus is getting because, you know, Griff is not small. No. He's someone who should be able to stand in and stand his ground. But there is something about this new countenance of Luchasaurus that is just scaring people. And I, I really like that uh, device. So I'm um, really enjoying this. Looking forward to more of it. Um, something that I wanted to talk about. Uh, is Kenosuke Takeshita like Mm. holy shit is this guy like (laughs) is he the future of pro wrestling or is he right now like I don't know (laughs) I know it's one of the two or a bit of both but like what a match and to go out there with Moxley and wrestle a Moxley style match and maybe come out of it looking a little bit better than Moxley like I'm not saying he's better. Like, obviously, there's so much that goes into what makes John Moxley who he is. Mm-hmm. But like, I I think the person who came out of that looking shinier um, from that match was Konosuke Takeshita, despite losing the match. I mean, it was an amazing performance. And the way that he just flies around the ring, he's so fast for someone who's the legit heavyweight. You know, they say 230 pounds and I believe it. He Mm -hmm. looks every bit of 230 pounds and I'm just super impressed with the guy. Every time I see him, I, I, my opinion of him goes up and, and now we've seen him have an amazing match with Hangman page an amazing match with John Moxley. Like this guy's great.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, he's really talented. It kind of reminds me of, um, whenever like I watch like Okada, it's like, Oh, he's just, he's way bigger than I think he is. And then like he moves way faster and smoother than I think someone that size could. Like he just kinda has it all right now. And um, you know what I, I it's it also reminded me of when like Wheel Uta had his coming out party against yeah. Moxley, because we hadn't really seen Will Uta work that type of match. Takeshita was freaking bleeding. Like I you watch you've watched more Japanese wrestling than me. Do they bleed that much in Japanese wrestling.
1: I, it's not something that I see a whole lot. Um, but I mean, granted, mostly what I watched was new Japan, which is one mm-hmm. small slice of what Japanese yeah. wrestling is. You know, it's not like I'm watching death matches. I didn't watch DDT. So I don't know if that's something that's normal for him. He's not from new Japan. He comes from DDT, yep. which is a different promotion. Um, but I mean, this was hard way. I don't think that was a planned spot. <laughs> I, I think He just happened to get busted open in the course of the match. And then you know, Moxley was like, "Not to be outdone, I'm going to headbutt you until I'm bleeding." <laughs> um, like,
0: yeah, yeah. That, anything I just imagine Moxley noticing
1: that his nose was bleeding and being like, "Sweet, I got color." And then he looks over at Takeshta and sees the blood <laughs> streaking down his face. He's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I, 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 I can't think of two wrestlers who have had like better runs here the last few months. Moxley has just been on fire since he's returned Um Takeshta has just been on banger after banger from dark to dynamite rampage. Like this guy's, this guy's great is, um, and yeah, if you're going to have an interim champion, put, put on matches like this every few weeks, you know, like this, this is a good way to kind of keep, cause the interim title, you know, you're always going to in the back of your mind. Oh yeah. You know, CM Punk's going to be back at some point and this reigns probably not going to matter that much it matters if you're putting guys over like this and putting on great matches so yeah no no complaints from me here um joel what i want to talk about next it's 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 kind of rare for me to heap praise on this guy but i really enjoyed jake hager and Claudio. Oh yeah. This match was fun. Like <laughs> I I forget how big both of they both of them are. So like when they when they're just striking each other, it looks incredibly impactful and painful. Um and you know, the the history they have as a tag team, you know, they can reference it without referencing it, you know. And yeah, I, I thought this was a really fun match, and Claudio is just <clears throat> on a tear. Since he's uh, joined AEW, and not to get too spoilerly, but it seems like they're planning a um, Jonathan Gresham, Claudio uh, title match for Death Before Dis—no, Death Before Dishonor. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the end of July, and if that's the main event, that is gonna be a how many stars do you think that could be? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten—all <laughs> the stars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how high does the scale go i mean there's unlimited potential for something like that you know mm-hmm. um yeah he's he's looked really good and um i'm glad that you're giving some love to hager here like he's someone who i've really come around <laughs> on as a talent um, his,
0: his trunks are still stupid i, I get don't, some actual wrestling gear
1: I, I don't care i don't mind it i really don't it doesn't bother me anymore um and i think like he has put in a ton of work since coming over to AEW, and it's clear that, you know, he's happier in AEW than he ever was in the other wrestling company. Um, and it, you know, the knock on him was never his work rate, you know, like he drew Kurt angle comparisons when he first arrived in mm-hmm. WWE because of his technical prowess and the wrestling background, amateur wrestling. Uh it was always his ability on the mic and lately just about any time he does something, particularly in his kind of comic relief role within his various factions, it's really hitting for me. I still don't like the guy personally, but as a talent, you know,
0: well, because they're giving him stuff that's short and sweet and to the point, like they're not having him talk for like more than 10, 15, 20 seconds at a time. And that's fine. Like, He's not an AW to be like a main event guy. He's he's a supporting character in this promotion, and that's fine. And it works. And him as Jericho, Jericho's muscle works. So yeah, too bad we're still blocked by him. He wouldn't be able to hear or see me giving him praise, (laughs) like he would anyway. Probably not. Probably the dramatic
1: reach that this (laughs) podcast has.
0: Tens of listeners,
1: (laughs) literally tens of you.
0: Yeah. What do you got for me, buddy? Um,
1: I really, um, enjoyed the Chris Statlander and, um, oh my gosh, I just wanted to call her Ember Moon, uh, Athena (laughs) promo. I thought this was the best that they've sounded on the mic. Each of them, um, ever just, Really solid. Um, I liked their perspective of being like, hey, you're ducking us. Uh, Chris Statlander being like, I've been here the whole time. Uh, and pointing out that like, hey, you're facing these weaker opponents. Congratulations on your streak. It doesn't matter until you beat us. And it's very uh, Rocky
0: three. You know, the, the whole premise of Rocky three is Rocky's been given these hand picked opponents. He's had this long winning streak and then Club of Lang calls out like, "Well, you haven't faced me." <laughs> like um and I feel that that works. I do find it interesting that it kind of seems like Chris Statlander is the main character in this thing. Not Athena. You know, you'd think Athena's coming in, she's the new signing, big star, um but it really seems like she's playing backup here to to the eventual Chris Statlander Jade Cargill match, which I think we all want to see, you know, this story goes back months, not even just with them two directly, but going with kind of the breakdown of Statlander and Red Velvet's Mm -hmm. friendship. You know, Layla Hirsch was involved with that. So uh, I do think, you know, establishing Chris Statlander as like a legit contender for this belt. Because honestly, when this match happens, Chris Statlander will be the most serious contender to take the belt off of Jade, I think we've seen since she's won the tournament.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think that, you know, along with Jade Cargill and Nyla Rose, Chris Statlander is you know, one of the strongest women in AEW. Mm-hmm. So that physical size matchup is something I want to see. I want to see those two throw down. So like, yeah, let's, let's get that match. But I thought this promo was really good. And um I'm looking forward to seeing more of this feud. Um, I also like that Jade feels like she is specifically a rampage talent um, and that mm-hmm. she doesn't really wrestle on dynamite very often um, and it, it's something that makes me want to watch Rampage is to tune in to see Jade Cargill. Um, and I think of that as being her show. What's
0: well, like how they had, you know, the the Keith Lee swerve team task stuff almost like was exclusively on Rampage for a few months, you know, like you had to go watch that to see those individual matches and stories play out. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a good way to make Rampage feel important. Tony Khan this week talked about how he wants to make sure people don't forget how important rampage is and how it's important for storylines and whatnot. Um, speaking of Jade and and all that, I loved Stokely saying Stokely is for the baddies just like Wu Tang is for the children. I just, (laughs) that was really good. I really like him and his, uh, his pairing here. It just, it really works for me. I dig it. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Yeah. Let's see. Trying to think we might have touched on everything. I got
1: a couple other things I can talk about
0: okay let's go uh
1: so eddie kingston is uh, terrifying um on the mic <laughs> like on this episode like talking about how he wants barbed wire everywhere and i'm gonna make you bleed and every single drop of blood is a sin that you've committed uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the last <laughs> drop is for my ruby like th- that was such a good promo and memorable lines it the whole like you made me a liar and i'm not a liar so so now i have to make you bleed like it's so good it's so good and it made me want to watch this match and the crowd is going to be so much in eddie's corner and wanting to see bad things happen to chris jericho and um i I hope i hope we get that I hope Eddie goes over in this match. I hope that it's a, you know, violent affair and that he makes Jericho bleed because I don't want Eddie to be a liar either.
0: (laughs) Um, Is there anyone more over in AEW right now than Eddie Kingston? I don't think so. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's like it's Eddie. It's Moxley. It orange still gets a huge pop. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but no, I, I really think he's like the most over fan favorite uh, guy there is right now. And he's someone that like if CM Punk's going to be out a little longer, like I would love to see a Moxley Kingston for the interim championship. Hell, have Kingston win it and let's do CM Punk Kingston part two. Like yeah, that match needs to be revisited. <laughs> and I think if you're going to do it like for the like interim unification, that would be perfect. And also something that happened since we last recorded, fuck people body shaming Eddie, Eddie rules. Who gives a fuck? It's pro wrestling. (laughs) Like (laughs) I was, I really like, I don't usually get drawn into like the wider, um, pro wrestling discussions on the interwebs, but like, I almost got involved with this. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't you, don't you come after my sweet prince, Eddie Kingston? (laughs) No way. No how. Um, yeah, just mm, not fun. Um, actually I did want to talk about something, uh, and this is the Daniel Garcia 2.0 uh backstage segment. Um, and mainly I can't wait for Wheel of and Daniel Garcia at Death Before Dishonor. Um, this will probably be like my first real exposure to a pure uh style match in person. So I'm just really curious to see how these two you know go about it. And honestly, it feels like someone who could take that belt off of Wheel of Like, I know he hasn't had the belt yet long, but well, the someone... two of
1: them have like a 60 minute match on like, the end yeah, like last year shortly after yeah. they both rose to prominence in AEW, mm-hmm. like
0: like match of the year from a lot of people who like yeah cover I, that I stuff mean, so
1: these two guys are gonna put on a hell of a show i'm i'm really excited for death before dishonor and maybe that's what we should do next week is preview that show instead yep. of doing our our regular I mean, assuming that we record next week,
0: <laughs> we I feel good about being on a schedule. I think we feel good about being back at it. Um, fingers crossed. Actually, I can already tell you we can't record after the show next week because Anne's flight to Iceland is at like nine o'clock, ten o'clock. So I have to drive her to the airport.
1: But, maybe it makes sense not to cover dynamite.
0: I mean, we could do a you know, little dynamite preview review and then do that. But, um, yeah. Are you going to order that show? Oh, for sure. Cool, cool. Well, I will. I thought it was at the same place we saw the Ring of Honor shows in Lowell. It's actually where like the minor league hockey team plays. That makes
1: it's more sense. It's actually a to. little
0: bit bigger of an arena, and I actually yeah. got a pretty good seat for it. So. Nice. Like, tw- like, 35 bucks. Like, hell yeah. I'll- Very nice. Ann's out of town. I'll go watch four hours of Ring of Honor. Like <laughs> It's going to be sick. Should I'm be gonna, a great show. I'm going to slide into Tony's DMs. Like, hey, can I buy you a beer at the 99? <laughs> <laughs> See if he says yes. <laughs> Um, did you have anything else? No, I think I'm good, man. Actually, I'm sorry. I do have one more thing. Um, I thought the Serena D and J match was really solid. Um, and then I also just like the post-match stuff. We're getting a little build with, um, Mer- 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 was it Mercedes Martinez? Yeah. Mercedes Martinez and Serena D. Yeah, Caprice
1: Coleman kept calling her. Maria. And I don't know if that's like her shoot name or something.
0: Maybe I was very confused. (laughs) Well, like he and Caprice,
1: I I think, or sorry, she and Caprice, like they, they, um, I wanted to say he and Mercedes and I got mixed up in my head. Uh, they, I am pretty sure they know each other from ring of honor. Like before, like, cause yeah, she has worked there prior to her run in WWE Mm -hmm. and she's worked everywhere on the Indies. Um, so I think the two of them know each other. And, you know, it's just like Booker T always calling him Steven Regal.
0: <laughs> I need more Booker T. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, not doing his podcast, like, but on a wrestling show. I want Booker T on a wrestling show. I don't want to be hearing his takes on podcasts or aggregated articles on Wrestling Inc. Yeah. Yeah, like it's
1: this. just a shame that he's turned into such a paid shill.
0: <laughs> I mean... I kind of respect it. Like, get your money, dude. Sure,
1: absolutely. <laughs> it just, you know, get the bag, dude. It, it bums me out. Like,
0: did you see the pictures of him the other week? Because he like he returns in like a indie show, like wrestled. Oh no, I didn't know that. He still it looks terrifying because he's still huge and jacked. Yeah. Like,
1: oh, I listened to a podcast with him where he was a guest of, of uh, like a couple of years ago, and he's still doing like eight hundred push ups a day or something. As part of his like staying in shape, he actually yeah, I, wrestles his students, you know, who who come out. of And, and he's produced some tremendous talent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just posted
0: in the chat for if you want to see Booker T looking badass as hell. But wow, I feel yeah, like he
1: looks great. I know.
0: Right. <laughs> like, like, put that man in the rumble. Put that man in a feud for mania. Like this guy could go like I'm not worried about it. I didn't actually see any clips of the match, but just looking at him like, yeah, this guy can give me a 10 minutes like no problem. So, but yeah, I feel like the show's gone off the rails. We should probably get out of here guys. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the other wrestling show. Get the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, not iTunes, Apple podcast, Spotify, tune, and such wherever you get it. We're there. Uh, you can email us at the other wrestling show at com. And yeah, Joel, anything else before I go to the dispensary and pick up some marijuana's?
1: Um, d- you know, uh, join the Dark
0: Order. It's not really a good time to join the Dark Order.
1: <laughs> it might not be the worst time to join the Dark
0: Order. <laughs> okay, we're, we're going getting out of here.
1: <laughs> Remember, everybody, life's a work. Duck the clothesline,
0: and happy wrestling. Bye.